Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, folks. Today's show is brought to you in part by our Patreon page at BobSuskaShow.com. It's the best way to support this independent podcast. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month or as much as $15 a month. In fact, if you sign up at the $15 per month level, you're going to get all kinds of dings, including our Tuesday and Thursday shows presented without commercials. We take out all the commercials for you. Plus, you're also going to get two post-mortem mini shows recorded after the credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcast and more dings. You're also going to get the subscription-only after-party podcast on Fridays with all of its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by bubblegenius.com. Why make trillions when we could make billions? A trillion is more than a billion, numbnuts. All right, zip it. You don't, you can't even zip it. Zip. Look, all ladies I'm... and gentlemen of the jury, exhibit A. Number two, would you please back Look, me up? Look, I'm Zippy Longstocking. <sighs> I can't. When a problem comes along, you must zip it. Zip it good. Frau, would you please? Too high, pin the wall, meet our hero at all. Subtitle: Zip it. <laughs> I'm just trying zip. to zip. Would you like to have a suckle of my zipper? I want you. Stop. This. You know what? You're like a child. Talking. If you just one time. Zip it. Ladies and gentlemen, take my advice. Pull down your pants and slide on the ice. The Bob Seska Show. That was kind of the debate the other night, wasn't it? From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Rocktober 1, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi. How you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. Hi. (laughs) Day 1,351 of the Trump crisis, 33 days until the 2020 presidential election. Well, it's right around the goddamn corner, so let's bring him in, the goth ninja! is uh, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, along with all the other sexy liberal podcast network programs, podcasts as we call them in the modern vernacular. Also, David T-Rex Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash T-Rex Report, also at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. 
and I was supposed to get a song to play this week on the Thursday show from Mr. T-Rex and his Astral Summer Project, but I don't have anything sitting here in my inbox, so what the fuck? Oh, my God. It's not, well, you know, there hasn't been anything going on. I yeah. have no excuse. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly the right answer, because I, I had just have to say right at the outset here, I really have not slept all that much since the Tuesday night, whatever the fuck that was. So I'm still kind of wired with what the fuck energy at this point. So I'm going to be really weird today. I'm just warning everybody. That's uh, going to be a loopy Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so much. No, to- I've been having stress dreams about my abusive ex like, ever since Tuesday. That's not good. Oh, really? Because no, of the I, debate? I'm having, it's like, yeah, I'm having these dreams that we never split up and that I have, you know, not ironed his shirts and it's just like. Like, <laughs> and it includes in not ironing sweat. his shirts. <laughs> oh, he was such an asshole. You have no idea. So but... there was a big like sturm and drag over the fact that his shirts weren't ironed. Is that like a point of conflict mm-hmm. that was? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus Christ! What's wrong with him? Uh, that, know, that's a loaded question. Young and yeah. I spoiled him. <laughs> he was twenty-two. I was twenty-eight. Well, yeah. As soon as Trump was like, "Don't use that word with me. Don't you ever use that word." Oh yeah, I was just that. Like, <gasps> It was just like, it was you know like, what? Oh my God! I next time, sweat. next time, Joe Biden just has to say, "You're not smart. You're an idiot." Throughout the entire exactly. thing, <laughs> just get him like at the end of every single answer that Joe Biden gives. Right. Don't, yeah, don't, you're not smart. You... you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you, yeah. You're not a big brain person. And what were those five words again that you were supposed to say? Wasn't it person, woman, man, camera, TV, something like that? Do you know that no, by it heart? Was, I denounce fucking white supremacy. Yeah, oh, that's all. People it takes. are defending him on that. <sighs> Yeah, and it didn't take long. The uh, Proud Boys already added it to their logo. In fact, they added it to their logo, whatever that was, stand back and stand by. (laughs) Just another inexplicable whatever the fuck that was kind of remark from Donald Trump. But it was uh, loaded enough for the Proud Boys to add it to their logo. So that was before midnight Eastern time on Tuesday night. The Proud Boys already had a new slogan. I hear that in association with the Proud Boys, and I'm thinking they're going, no, it doesn't happen. I mean, I just, it's, it's, I'm not, it's not you i'm gonna get it up you know like just stand by stand back don't touch me like if they ever got into a room with an actual naked woman they would be just completely like impotent and helpless right so yeah so it's a flaccid problem that's stand by yeah i'll get it up by Um, the way before we get into the debate because we're going to talk about the debate a lot more today we talked about it yesterday with rude pundit on the uh, interview show but today we're really going to dig into uh, some more of the details here but before we do that you guys see what rudy giuliani tweeted this morning it was another yeah the debat whatever the (laughs) fuck that was he just tweeted the the word the and then the word debat as if it was the word debate, but without the E at the end, and then just a period, and that was it. That was Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> it's despicable. That guy he needs to just, mm, yeah. is the shadow uh, secretary of state. He is mm-hmm. like the alternative, the <laughs> the Trump secretary of state. There's the federal government secretary of state. Like the bizarro state. world Trump the exactly, secretary of state. Yeah. Me do diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Mike Pompeo is not the real Secretary of State. Rudy Giuliani is the real... And, and Sleep Tight America. So, yeah, so he's losing his mind. And speaking of losing their minds, I think John Roberts is pretty much done with the White House. Fox News Channel's John Roberts. And it's about goddamn time. He took on Kaylee McInerney today. Uh, is it Mer- McInerney? Did I say that McEnany, correctly? McInerney, I thought. McInerney. What, what the Just fuck is... <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? So, yeah, so John Roberts took on... 
Kaylee. Because, uh, again, they would not denounce white supremacy. So Because it's their base. They know that. Oh, yeah, of course. Remember when Donald Trump said the other night he was uh, playing political pundit? He was, like, actually pretending as if he was in one of the recap kind of roundtables or in the spin room afterwards when he was yelling at Joe Biden, you just lost the left. You just lost the left. It's like, boy, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> who the fuck do as you think you thinks, are? As if followers are, so, I mean, at this point, are so callow. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that, what... Like, one mispronounce, you know... Like, just no, dude. I don't think you realize how quite how much we fucking hate you. Like, well, the the point is, is that they're worried about losing the right. I mean, that's why they won't denounce white supremacists. That's why they won't denounce Proud Boys. And John Roberts went off today, not only to Kaylee McEnany, but also on Fox News Channel. Right after that, he went and did a, a live spot from the little Pebble Beach area there outside the press room. And just freaked out on Fox News Channel, and they didn't know what the hell to make of it. I don't have the tape here, but it's not really worth playing. All he said was, stop deflecting, stop blaming the media, I'm tired of it. That was John Roberts on Fox News Channel. Kind of amazing to... uh, to see that happen, to see the uh, the it's bubble like get shattered, become self aware. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And you know the other thing that's not getting a lot of play that I thought would get more play after Tuesday night is when Joe Biden called Donald Trump Putin's puppy, mm-hmm. which <laughs> that's a new one. Um, I think he was going for puppet, but he but landed I like puppy better. Yes, yeah, that's way. <laughs> <laughs> way better we in on the carpet and yeah yeah because while puppets are inanimate objects and they are controlled by a puppeteer they can kind of look sinister and evil and scary so there is mm-hmm. some power in the concept of being a puppet but being putin's puppy on the other hand well that's entirely helpless I think that's a much better metaphor. So we have to repopularize, or we need to make an effort here to to make dig out to extract Putin's puppy and make it a meme. Putin's puppy has got to be made into a meme, and we're here to start that trend today. Cute, yeah. Well, that's, that's also a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, he's a lap dog. Game. He won't, you know, he's, he's 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 being abused by his abusive Russian friend. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's a lap dog, and. Mm-hmm. And can be, you know, say no when he sits down, you know, and he'll rub his nose in his excrement and stuff. So. <laughs> that's, that's right. Scooting his ass all over the floor, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> that's Donald so, Trump. I mean, there's so much to unpack from Tuesday, but I mm. think first, I mean, before we go any further, we have to say, I mean, that was not a debate. That was an attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, it was really, it was like walking up on a domestic violence incident in a parking lot. Yeah, it really was. It, it left, but afterwards, I really did feel like I'd been in a fight. Mm-hmm. Like I was exhausted. Of course, I cooked my way through the whole thing. I was like angrily chopping, chopping. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, if you've like, heard me <laughs> speaking on whether it was John Fugelsang's show or Stephanie's show yesterday uh, or even with Rude Pundit, I've been talking about this over and over again, which is the fact that Donald Trump was so unforgivably reckless on Tuesday night with that behavior, mainly from the perspective that the entire nation is experiencing this low-frequency stress because of the pandemic, because of the disruption, the isolation, the unknown is part of it. There's a lot of fear. And the president's job in a national emergency is to be the voice of reason, to be the voice of calm, to lead the country forward in a way that makes us want to follow along. And 
comforts us in these sorts of uh, harrowing times, these unprecedented times. And even though he is 99% responsible for why we are still in this pandemic now, um, he had a duty to not exacerbate that stress. And what did he do? He got on TV and acted like a fucking maniac for 90 minutes. And that's only... He's not going to abide by the results of the election. Right. Yeah. He plans yeah. on dragging it out for months. He did say months. Right, right. I'd like, I can't stand that. I will fucking impale myself on a spike fence. But, it, but it's just his overall tone. The, the fact that he was doing that, that terrified Americans, that made everything less stable, even though it was already at a place that it was deeply unstable in terms of just the overall vibe of this nation and and all the people who are here watching this go on and experiencing the death and experiencing, what, 7 million plus infections now with uh, any uh, end in sight to all of that. And the president gets up there and screams. The big takeaway from that, at least for the near term, is that... Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Donald Trump fucked himself big time. And you know what? I think they need to do the town hall debate. I think they need to do the third presidential debate. I think they need to have these debates because now he's going to double down and America needs to continue seeing that if we are to decimate him in a way that will humiliate him out of existence, as I've been saying for a while now. I don't think he's going to do it I don't think he's going to do the next two debates if they change the rules like muting microphones. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I think because he, would, he I has, has to accept sure muting that. a microphone would help. I think he would just stamp his foot and yeah. Well, he would, and then he'd look even stupider. But he he they have to agree to the rules going into each debate. Yeah, I want so a shock collar. If uh, if one if one person and their campaign disagrees with a rule change. Mm-hmm then it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Joe Biden's already said, sure, mute, mute me. Mute right. him. Mute us when we're not supposed to talk. I'm cool with that, you know, because obviously he's Joe Biden and he's fucking cool with that. Um, uh, and he's a reasonable human being. But I don't know if Trump can get away with it on a town hall like he could barreling over Chris Wallace because those are real people. Yeah. yeah. And his last town hall, he was terrible. And, and the one lady went, I'm, I'm going to finish my question, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and him being rude to Chris Wallace, people could go, yeah, he's a lib, you know, he's, mm-hmm. you know, da 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 da. Yeah, Joe Biden, woo, who cares if he runs over that? But if he runs over Joe Blow, who might even be a supporter, yeah. or, you know, so and so, it's not going to go over as well with the public. Granted, the second mm-hmm. and third debates aren't watched as much as the first one. Yeah. But I think because of what happened on Tuesday, people will tune in. If he shows up, and I, you know, my view is he made this debate also. He showed up late. As soon as the debate's supposed to start, if he's not there, you ask Joe Biden a question. Right. And you just start. Do mm-hmm. not let fucking him let him, in. let him walk in late and look like the asshole that he is. If the debate starts at 6 p.m. Uh, West Coast time, then that debate starts at fucking, you, the intros happen, boom, 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 rules are read, and you start asking your questions. And if he's not there, let Joe Biden just have his time. And you know why he was late, right? He was it was a bullshit intimidation move because that I mean, there's a lot of debate over the last couple of days in terms of what was happening behind the scenes. Why did he act that way? What was the strategy? What was the architecture of this plan for Tuesday night? And you know what? There was no architecture. This was as surfacey as it gets. This is Donald Trump with his bullshit uh, a mile wide and an inch deep sort of mafia style intimidation tactics. Make them wait. Always interrupt them. Keep them on their heels. It's all of that bullshit 
simpleton nonsense. Just like uh, entry-level debate tactics that are just bullshit More and like stupid. More like iguanas in a cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and for supremacy, it really is like lizard brain stuff. <laughs> That's exactly right. So um, when it comes to the idea of doing this town hall debate, um, short of having a, like a trap door under Donald Trump where they just press a button and then he just falls through the floor, I think that would be Into a, a fun. pit of vipers. <laughs> Um. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. But I mean, the real test will be, can he control himself when he's being questioned by real life human beings and not a moderator? And I don't know if he can contain himself because right now, everything that he did that was horrible from Tuesday, which was all of it. I mean, everything that he said and did Tuesday night was a fucking horror show. That's all being reinforced now by all of the sycophants around him. Great, wonderful job. You got to keep doing that. Meanwhile, Donald Trump is trying to frame this, and the White House is, in, in fact, framing this uh, in the same way, that Joe Biden is trying to run away from the debates. In fact, they were saying at the uh, Trump rally last night that Joe Biden doesn't want to do any more debates, that Joe Biden yeah. is changing the rules of the debates. And, of course, that's... Joe, like, what? No, no it's entirely to do with wrong. That. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, we got either the sh every shut up sound effect that we have. Shut is, the hell up. Is appropriate for all of this. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Shut no. the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Shut. 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 Shut up. Shut up. Can you give yeah. me that and Skylar White at the same time again? That's my favorite. It's like a uh, yes, symphony. Yes, I can. It yeah, builds let's... so beautifully together. <laughs> Here we go. Shut, shut up. up. Hey. Shut. The hell up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut the hell up! Yeah, the Olbermann one doesn't quite have the same ring, but it's good enough. No, there's a glass edge kind of screaminess to the Skyler when it just like God damn it! I feel it. I really feel it. Thank you. What's that actress's name? I really I have to like send Miriam Flynn. Yeah, no, Anna Gunn. Anna Gunn Anna is Gunn. the actress. Yeah, I yeah. need to send her a thank you. Man. <laughs> Such a hell of a performance. Basket isn't it? of muffins. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, along the lines of what I was just saying in terms of uh, the plan and strategy that Donald Trump may have gone in with, um, irrespective of what Trump had planned, the top Kremlin propagandists and state media experts came away uh, from watching the debate with uh, disappointment. They reluctantly acknowledge that Biden managed to wipe the floor with his loudmouthed opponent. <laughs> so the yeah. Russians are like, ah, shit, our guy, our guy got destroyed. Ah, such a shame. He's acting it? like a toddler. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just mm -hmm. unreal. It was damn near unwatchable. A friend of mine who's a sound man said it was like trying to check guitars and drums at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just total cacophony. Well, and, you um, know, the upshot of it is that anyone who really doesn't feel like thinking about it too deeply or anyone who is afraid to even say that Donald Trump was reprehensible in his behavior, even for him Tuesday night, they're just going with the both sides thing. And that's driving me fucking batshit. I talked about this with Fugel saying last night. It's that same phenomenon that we've been seeing since the beginning, uh, since uh, Trump, uh, you know, rode down the escalator. He can have a thousand things. He can have 25,000 things, 25,000 lies in the last four years, less than four years. And you lie once and suddenly that one lie is elevated to the same level of importance as the 25,000 Trump lies. As long as you flood the zone, 
the press, or I should say more specifically, cable news will conflate, uh, you know, all the, uh, you know, accumulation of lies from Donald Trump with uh, something that is far more innocuous, you know. But her emails. Yeah, exactly. That was you know, another. It's the same phenomenon again. And exactly they right. Doing it. They can't help themselves. And part of it is their own just like, you know, that we have to have both sides. It's yeah. both sides fever. And it's just like, you know what? They're not equally valid. Yeah. They haven't been for a long ass time. It's just so immensely frustrating because you know what's happening. We see it with our own two eyes, and people are just like people don't want to think too deeply about it. Nuance gets lost. But the, the both sides thing is just one of the major glitches that has landed us in this debacle in the first place. People don't understand. They don't see the dichotomy that's staring them in the face. I mean, there is no chance in hell Joe Biden was on any same level as whatever the fuck Donald Trump was doing the other night. Joe Biden... There's at least 128 times, according to one person's count, that Trump interrupted Joe Biden and or Chris Wallace versus, you know, maybe a couple dozen times that Joe Biden tried to just get a word in edgewise. Yeah, yeah. 50% of debate watchers surveyed said Biden, the Democratic presidential nominee, performed the best during the Mm -hmm. debate. Just 34% said the same about Republican incumbent Trump. And 16% said they uh, did not know or had no opinion. Jesus. (laughs) Who are these people? I don't know. I mean, right now, there's still, I don't know the number. I think it's around one in 10 voters are still undecided. It's just These are people who wake up every morning and they look at their zipper and they're like, oh God, up, down, (laughs) fuck. I can't remember. You know, like, like, which do these go on? Which foot does, oh, damn it. You know, like, oh, they're supposed to exhale too. Are they undecided voters because they're undecided whether they're going to vote or not? Or voters that plan on voting but don't know who they're going to vote for? My guess... It's just, I mean, if, you know, if you're planning on voting, I hope you're paying attention now. Yeah. I mean, my guess is what they're doing is blowing off the pollster. I mean, it has to be. I, I just, I can't accept that they're just like, they watch that debate and go, well, I don't know who won. I mean, look, there's the other number from a morning consult poll. 10% of debate watchers surveyed said the candidates were respectful to each other's time. No. <laughs> so those that, are, no. that's 10% of people going, well, I don't fucking care about whatever this phone call is. So yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, it's like someone said, polls, I mean, you can get 18% of people in favor of cold sores. That's true. I mean, you know, like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be these fucking weirdos who are just like completely out to lunch and maybe didn't understand the question or yeah, they're yeah. like the president that are just waiting to for you to stop talking or not even waiting so they can bust in with their opinions. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, should there be more of these? I mean, I really believe that uh, as long the as... The bottom line... Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say... The bottom is, line is the bottom line. Yeah. It's the fact that the, the Biden campaign broke all of its fundraising records after mm-hmm. that. There's yeah. that. They're going to have two more debates. Sorry, folks. It's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that it helps the campaign. Mm-hmm. Every time Donald Trump appears in public at one of these debates, I think it's going to work against him, If he, especially if he continues doing what he's doing. I mean, who well, the fuck yeah. knows? He's so unpredictable. Sean was suggesting yesterday that Biden should have just let Trump keep talking mm-hmm. and digging the hole deeper. And just because he was doing this, he would like look at Trump and then look at the camera and like shake his head and go, what? You know, like yeah. to the audience that was important, which was the television audience. Like, do you, he just needs to start doing like screwball, like, like, you know, Bugs Bunny stuff. Yeah. You know, pick up the picture of a screw and a ball and point it at Trump kind of stuff. Cause it's like, 
are you really believing any of this crap? You well, know and that he's talking in that whole weird Fox News Morse mm-hmm. code where they have their conspiracy and like nobody in the audience, the greater TV audience, is not attuned no. to that bubble. Mm-hmm. No, and so it's like he's just yelling in hieroglyphics. It's nearly impossible to communicate accurately or to communicate with any um, articulation at all when there's just a screaming demon in your ear ready to interrupt and jump in at any fucking time. So I think someone someone compared it to... Elevate levels of stress like that. I'm sorry, you go ahead. Yeah, about interruption. Uh, Someone someone was saying it's like playing Carnegie Hall when a guy in the front row is holding an air horn. I mean, that's really what Joe Biden had to deal with. And I think part of that, I mean, if we talk about Donald Trump's strategy and how it's, you know, an inch deep and a mile wide, I think one of the things has that could fit into that qualification is the fact that Donald Trump was just deliberately trying to get uh, Joe Biden to start stammering uh, Mm -hmm. because it, it feeds into this myth that they're building up about how, you know, Joe Biden is in cognitive decline and, you know, all the rest of it. Uh, So what I really believe Donald Trump was trying to do was to trigger Joe Biden's disability. And Mm -hmm. that, if you look at it through that framework, through that prism, it makes Donald Trump seem even more ghoulish than he already Mm -hmm. was. And I think there's no reason to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. He's given us no indication that he would not go there. Certainly he's going to go there. He's gone there many, many times already. Uh, And so that had to have been part of it. Just the constant interruption um, with someone who is... um, trying to be sincere with their remarks <laughs> at some point you're going to push them over the edge and and that certainly happened too with joe biden uh, calling donald trump a clown at one point and will you, will you shut up man i think was the the big takeaway line from from by i mean other than putin's puppy uh that was the big takeaway line they had t-shirts for will sale you before. just shut yeah. up <laughs> i mean it's yeah. really though he to me yeah. the big take i mean we already knew he was like an abuser and an asshole mm-hmm. and a racist, but it just was like so flagrantly on display. And I think the very people he needs on his ticket, women, yeah, mm-hmm. are, are going to just bolt yeah. from that. Because at some point, I think, you know, most women have dated one of those guys that is just a seething, like mass of insecurity and needs to push down on everybody around him. And, you know, hopefully they got rid of him quickly, but not everybody did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like women, the very people that needed to reach out to watched that and were just like, fuck this guy. I had a friend, her son, who's six years old. He walked in during when the debate started and he looked at his mother and he goes, he keeps interrupting the other guy. I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. This is, this is, I mean, I saw a preschool teacher was like, you know what? This, any teacher worth their salt. She's like, Chris oh, Wallace yeah. would not last five seconds in a pre-K classroom. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because she's like, you have to follow through. You are the adult. Mm-hmm. You have to make things, you know, you have to say, if you keep interrupting, I will take away your time and give mm-hmm. it to your opponent. Well, the uh, going back to the Russia thing real quick, uh, there was a New York Times piece that was out the other day, and it uh, kind of buried this one little section that kind of jumped off the page, for me at least, that uh, U.S. intelligence and homeland security officials fear that during the debate... Trump was intentionally sending Putin a message to ramp up attacks on our ballots in order to disrupt a Biden victory. So he's basically giving a, a, a signal through the television 
to. We keep talking about the ballots, the ballots, the ballots are, and like that's yeah. how we vote. Yeah. Everybody uses a ballot. Well, the, the, mm-hmm. the two most offensive parts of Donald Trump's uh, portion of the debate, which was most of it, was the uh, the thing about the Proud Boys and not wanting to denounce white supremacy, and the other thing was further eroding the integrity of the election. And and while he, yeah, Donald Trump is fucking nuts, and he's got no restraint, and he's a fucking maniac who shouldn't be anywhere near the White House, but the fact of the matter is that he still was able to pump out all of this propaganda onto national television in prime time on every fucking network. He was able to get all of that out about, you know, ballots being found in a river, which, by the way, Kaylee McEnany was taking questions about that today in the uh, press room, and she couldn't tell the press corps where this fucking mysterious river was and who found the ballots. All she was able to come up with was... Jordan. Yeah, she was saying something like... the Holy Land. Well, there were ballots found in a ditch in Wisconsin. Well, where in Wisconsin? Wisconsin's a big fucking state. Where in Wisconsin are these mysterious ditch? And a ditch is different than a fucking river. It's just amazing. The press just wouldn't let her uh, off the hook on that one. Thank fucking God. But uh, it says here in the New York Times that uh, worried American intelligence and homeland security officials who have been assuring the public for months uh, that an accurate, secure vote could happen, uh, they were concerned that Mr. Trump's rant about the fraudulent voting may have been intended for more than just a domestic audience. And it goes on to say they have been worried for some time that his warnings are a signal to outside powers, chiefly the Russians, for their disinformation campaign, which has seized on his baseless theme that the mail-in ballots are ridden with fraud. But what concerns them the most is that over the next 34 days, the country may begin to see disruptive cyber operations, especially ransomware, intended to create just enough chaos to prove the president's point. (laughs) Fucking hang on tight. Hang on tight. I mean, things are in pretty good shape as far as the election go. And, and don't forget, I'm the don't get happy no, guy. So, not. well, no, I, I, no. I, I mean, he pretty he told his people like, go interfere. At the well, hold on, no, the the, 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 the the wait, hold on, David. As of according to Forbes two days ago, more than one million people have already voted in this True. election. Yeah, yeah. This time four years ago, it was barely fifteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's a really good point because. The real advantage to Donald Trump melting down, completely abandoning whatever spadoinkle he had left, uh, the fact of the matter is that we don't have to wait until November 3rd for that to come to fruition. People are seeing that now. They're not going to forget. The people who walked into a voting booth on Wednesday of this week... That memory is fresh in their heads. People who sat down at their kitchen table to fill out their absentee ballot, that memory is fresh in their heads. And so will uh, what happens in two weeks at the next debate, at the town hall debate. More early voters are going to be seeing that. So basically what we're talking about here, and which Joe Bu- uh, Donald Trump doesn't understand, is that he was acting that way while essentially election day is going on. Right. I mean, we're now in this era in the United States where election day is no longer just that 24 hour span or whatever. There's 12 hours during that one day. It never has been, really. Well, well, it it was. Yeah. All of Utah does mail in voting and they have for years. Yeah, well, but, but I mean, this is a relatively new phenomenon in the 70s, 80s and 60s. It was basically that was the day you voted. Yeah. It's it's gotcha. it, elections have been um, easier 
over the years, but probably the last two and a half decades, maybe it's gotten easier for people to vote and you have more days to vote. But I mean, cause Washington and Oregon also do all mail in Hawaii just started it this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, California's offering it, um, just because of the pandemic. I've been an absentee voter for 20 years. I mean, other than absentee voting too, there hasn't been early voting until just right. in the last, I would say no more than 10 years. Uh, yeah. Maybe 10 years, maybe. Yeah. 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 It's, it, that's, that's a new, especially nationwide. It's a newer phenomenon. Well, and especially now, too, um, mm-hmm. with the pandemic and Absolutely. early voting expanding in more states and so on. So it's now at a, you know, at a relative high watermark, uh, at least for this point in time. So, again, the point is that uh, this is all going on. This horrifying behavior is going on while people are casting ballots. Normally, in past election years, when there hasn't been as much early voting, you can kind of get away with a shitty performance in the first debate, as we saw with Barack Obama in 2012, where, for whatever reason, the president in 2012 needed a nap or something before that debate. I just don't think he he expected the fire hose of lies. Well, that's true, but he was also... And he was, like, and at that point... There was still the question of like, do you fact check in real time? Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you reduce your time responding to the lies that that man just told? Mm-hmm. Or, um, and I think he might have been a little overconfident going into it. But that's, I mean, we've we've litigated that. Oh yeah, plenty yeah. of times. That yeah. First debate. God, so many friends texted me that night. They're like, "What's happening? Yeah, what just <laughs> happened? Yeah, it, it was freaking me the fuck out." And I'm in a card carrying uh, Obama bot. For God's sake, <laughs> everyone regards me as an Obama bot. And I was like, "Oh fuck, Jesus Christ, Mr. President, what are you doing? What, have a have some coffee, <laughs> something, <laughs> some meth. I don't care what it is. Wake up." But yeah, that he got he was able to get away with that because there wasn't as much early voting. And so that was uh, not a bad bit of luck right there. But with Donald Trump, no such luck. No such luck whatsoever. You know, there's another Biden line that um, caught my attention the other night, which was that uh, uh, Trump was being chastised by Chris Wallace for interrupting even after he pledged to stop interrupting. And Joe Biden popped in with he never keeps his word. Boom. Yeah. Oh, there were so many. I mean, it is what it is because you are who you are. Uh It's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. Yeah. I mean, there were so many. I mean, it was. Trump definitely presented a target rich environment for quips and asides. (laughs) And that's really all there was Mm -hmm. time for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because he was making this wall of noise like Phil Spector. (laughs) If it had been me, I would have been like, you interrupt me one more time. I'm walking off the stage and leaving out here by yourself to flop sweat in the spotlight. Yeah. One more time. And he would do it. And I would just turn around and walk off stage and be like, I'm sorry, folks. This has been a chore. But good (laughs) night. You know, and just because to me, that's. Uh, you know, uh, well, do you know, you're not concerned that Trump would be like, oh, great. That means I can just talk for however much time is left in all of this. <laughs> that's let a, him. He wasn't doing himself any favors. The longer he talked, the weirder he got. Yeah, that is true. On Tuesday night. Yeah. I mean, you know, it started out just kind of medium weird and just angry. And then it got into the ballot conspiracies and just like, I mean, I was waiting for you know, and start talking about body thetans or something. <laughs> he was just, he was so fucking obvious, Trump. Like with the whole thing, like where he's trying to get 
uh, Biden to repudiate the Green New Deal and to repudiate Medicare for all, which Joe Biden has never supported either of those things. Those of us who, you know, followed the primaries and paid attention to the news knew that Joe Biden is not a supporter of Medicare for all. He wants to do the public option and use that as a springboard to slowly expand publicly offered health insurance. I think that's a, a reasonable description of Joe Biden's position on all of this. But so Donald Trump's like hectoring him about Medicare for all and the Green New Deal. And then the they're, they're coming for the cows. Yeah. And then. And the Biden, cows. And Biden goes, we'll figure the cows. No, I well, no they're going to make, you know, flying jack packs out of meat. So we know they're going to oh, be using the meat. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We just landed. Trump is Trump is baiting Joe Biden, right? And then uh, and so Joe Biden says, "Well, no, I don't support these two things. I don't support Medicare for all or the Green New Deal." And Trump goes, hey, "You just lost the left. See, gotcha, gotcha. You lost the left." And it's like, well, what? Why do you care? Right. What's the point of that? The left already it's, knows. It's the Fox News bubble. The left already knows what Joe Biden is all about. <laughs> it's not like jo- Donald Trump suddenly overturned this rock. Holy shit! You mean Joe Biden doesn't support Medicare for all? Oh, you just lost the left, buddy. It's like, oh, go fuck yourself. He go- thinks everybody is as fickle and stupid as he is, and you yeah. know he believes whoever was the last person he talked to. Well, That's what here- we've heard before. The- and it's, and it's also further evidence that Donald Trump believes that or Donald Trump behaves as president like, a you know, an AM talk radio pundit or like a cable news screecher who turns up just to fucking argue. Donald Trump thinks that's what politics is, even though, you know, it might be politics on cable news, but it's not politics in the real fucking world. And he doesn't no. get that. All he He's knows basically is Mark Levin with a yeah, bad toupee. That's exactly right. He just just knows what he believes works on television. In fact, he was crowing about, I know television. He was saying that during his rally yesterday. And yeah, I watched some of his fucking rally because I'm, I'm nuts. I think he's lost his confidence, though. Mm-hmm. Like part of what Trump? people liked about him before. Yeah. And oh, I did, heard, you, did you I see him dance? Did you pull- see the video of him dancing to YMCA? That was a confident man. If he was, he was dancing at the rally last night. I mean, literally. Why do they keep dancing. playing that song? Do they not know what it's. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they keep doing it. They just don't know. I don't know. Is it snarky? Is that what is it supposed to be? Is it like, is it like deliberately? I think it's because these people are so uh, like acultural that this is one of the few touchstones they have. The thing yeah, that they do at the wedding where you stick your arms up and then you stick them down and then you make a C. And the chicken you, dance. You know? And it's like, that's like, you know, they play Billie Jean, uh-huh. which is ridiculous. And you but I mean, you have to, with these people, you have to hit the largest, most obvious cultural signifiers or they're just completely like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so right. So fucking right. Okay. Well, there has never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks, especially with Donald Trump still president and still screwing things up. Wearing a face mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. And with continued wildfires in the West, which negatively impacts air quality across the entire nation, there's even more need for protection when you need to go outside. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask is more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread 
of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical-grade protection, and only FDA-authorized respirator face masks provide the quality required. TheNewDealShop.com is your one-stop place for FDA-authorized respirator masks ready to ship now. TheNewDealShop.com has these medical-quality FDA-authorized masks, and every pouch comes with verified anti-fraud labeling. Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to TheNewDealShop.com and get FDA-authorized U.S.-tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for my listeners. Bulk pricing is also available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Go to TheNewDealShop.com right now and get FDA-authorized respirator masks. Keep yourself and your family safer and healthier this fall. That's TheNewDealShop.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Flying Jacob, uh, another song here from their Renew album. This is called Can't Take Back. It's just track number three. You know what I'm doing? I'm I going. I'm with Goosebumps right now. Her voice is giving me, it's just giving me life right now. It, she's amazing, isn't she? Uh, Buzz Burbank nailed it when we first played Flying Jacob here on the show. This vocalist sings with immense confidence. And that's, I think that sells it. That makes it work. She owns every fucking note that she's singing. It's fucking she incredible. Sings with muscle is what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Tony Braxton has this muscular voice, you know, and it's just, yeah, it comes out of the speakers flexing on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And in fact, I'm, uh, the, the name of the singer has escaped me. Oh, yeah. Caitlin Medley. Caitlin Medley is the uh, name of the singer uh, from Flying Jacob. More from- Irish. Yeah, from uh, from Baltimore, Maryland. Holy shit! As soon Caitlin as it... Medley, I'm from County Cork. Yeah, uh, goddamn it, as Cork County. As... Yes. When this when this pandemic is over, I have got to get to Baltimore to see uh, Flying Jacob. I mean, it's only like half an hour away from here. I should absolutely go. I cannot. Wait, what we're doing is we're working our way just through the album. I started with track one, then we played track two. That was just track three. And at some point, I'm going to finish the album and be seriously disappointed. And at that point, I will have to uh, start pestering. (laughs) More music, please. Flying Jacob, more songs for me, for Bob. Make them free. Yeah, Bob. Bob, now. Uh huh. So, okay. Can I just Uh, say, I love when Buzz Burbank's voice comes out of the TV. It's oh like yeah, have you heard some of, of this horror and the horrible Medicare commercial that repeats itself? <laughs> I fucking hate that one. Uh, you may be eligible for, and it's just like no. Oh, you there he is. Yeah. But, yeah, but Buzz Burbank comes on to talk about the DR lawn trimmer, and I'm just like, ah, oh, <laughs> it's Buzz, my buddy. That's I right. love that man. Mike Elson. Man, Buzz should do an advice show. I bet he gives really good advice. Oh, my God, yeah. You have no idea. 
He has great advice. He is a, oh, totally he is a smart, smart man. Out of that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Mike Elson! By the way, buzzburbank.com. He's got brand new Buzz Burbank news and comment out today, so don't miss it. I've got a commentary in there, too. So we talked about... Oh, my about- God, now I want Buzz and I to co-host a like, romantic advice show together, like a call-in... <laughs> Like love advice. I should pitch him. Like, I, I bet. I bet he would do that. <laughs> He's Buzz has some stories, man. I, I tell you, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but, but Buzz has some stories to tell. That's I have intentionally sure. given people bad advice before. You know, like you should sleep with your sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The heart wants what it wants and just stand back and watch. Yeah. That's not a good idea to pitch the no. show by saying you're going to give people bad advice. <laughs> we, we have a, we can call it terrible advice with, de- with T-Rex and Buzz. <laughs> with Daddy and T. <laughs> oh, man. So getting back into things here. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, yeah. Undecided voters. We'll just talk about undecided voters right. here a little more because I'm not frustrated enough. Undecided voters called Trump unhinged and un-American, but are unswayed by the debate. Yeah, out of 15 undecided voters in a virtual focus group conducted by veteran Republican pollster Frank Luntz, four said they were supporting Democratic nominee Joe Biden after watching the debate. Two backed President Donald Trump. The rest remained on the fence. You know why? Because they know that pollsters will stop calling. They know who they're voting for. (laughs) That's right. It's a pollster avoidance strategy. Ooh, ooh, this is a way to be special. That you know, I mean, when you look at the undecided voters when they interview them, it's pretty clear that they're not the sharpest tacks in the box. Uh, I got to tell you something. I'm holding it in my hands right here. I I got documents. You can see it. This is my ballot. This is the sound of my official Maryland state ballot smacking up against the microphone right now. It's very substantial. It's big. It's a big, thick envelope, and it says official ballot inside, and it's got my name on it, and inside is my weapon to vote against fucking Donald Trump. You have no idea how much I'm looking forward to just marking that box right next to Joe Biden's name, voting against Donald Trump, ousting Donald Trump. It's an amazing thing to know. Given that he is such a fucking fascist tyrant, it is amazing to know that at least for now, we can still cast ballots to oust that motherfucker from office, and it may actually work. Now, are you voting absentee and putting it in the mail, or are you just taking your ballot to the a drop box or something else. We're going to drop off our mail-in ballots at a official drop box at a polling place, place. or a po- at a, yeah, well, yeah. I'm we're going to because I know that box. New York. I know New York has been having some issues. I just saw it on some of the progressive things on Facebook. This guy mm-hmm. got his ballot, which had his proper information on it, but the envelope to mail it had somebody else's name. So make sure everything mm. oh. is accurate on everything before and because if it isn't then you need to request a new you know you need to probably just hand it over without the exterior envelope to a person a polling person yeah just make sure learn your rules everybody make sure you do everything i's dotted t's crossed um because because yeah. things can get thrown out and 45 out of the 50 states in the two terror territories you can track your ballot mm-hmm. so do that. Ballottracks.com is that. for California. And, and it will tell you if it's been accepted or not. So the earlier you vote, if you do that, you will know whether or not your ballot's been accepted. If it hasn't been accepted, 
learn the rules on how to make sure that it does get accepted and fix it before November 3rd. Many states start counting ballots that night or prior to that night. They start ta- when the absentee ballots come in, they're already making sure that they're okay mm-hmm. to be counted if they're not already being counted. North Carolina, Florida, Ohio, high swing states, um, they all start counting absentee ballots on election day. Yeah. We're going to know on election day. The Maryland system was great. It took a couple of weeks between sending in the application and actually receiving the ballot, but I was able to track it online and just do a simple login process where you can go in and you can see where your ballot is in the process. And it was for quite some time, it was application received, application, received, application right. processed, and then ballot sent. And so it was at one point or another, I saw all three of those statuses and uh, Kimberly and I both got our ballots on the same day. So they both arrived at the same time. Uh, No problem. Giant, like it must weigh uh, at least a pound. I got a a pound of ousting power right here. Um, Speaking of the election, a third federal judge has ordered the U.S. Postal Service to halt changes that have caused nationwide mail delays. That's good news. Even though we know that uh, Louis DeJoy is trying to uh, stymie all of that. He's trying to block that process. And Um, postal workers are resisting from coast to coast. Can I just say how beautiful that is and how much I love the Postal Service? Yeah. You know, my granddad was a a mail carrier Mm -hmm. for his whole adult life, so I'm a big USPS fan. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Um, And I just, like, the fact that the the New York postal workers, like, took their time, like, hmm, dismantling these sorting machines is going to take another month or so at least, dude. (laughs) It's one of the great values that we have as Americans in terms of a cost-benefit analysis. The fact that you can put an inexpensive stamp, a a stamp that you can buy with pennies, basically, on an envelope, and within a few days, it'll arrive at the place that's written on the outside of the envelope. That's kind of an amazing thing when you really, really think about it. The the process that goes into getting that envelope from one place to another, and that it still works. I mean, Louis DeJoy and Donald Trump aside, generally speaking, it still works quite well. So it's and it's a an amazing value for just the, the cost of it. What what is the cost of a stamp now? Forty five cents. Fifty cents. Fifty cents. Yeah. God, it's still a half a half a dollar, and I can put I this and go, it'll go anywhere in the fifty states. Yeah. Within three or four days, usually. And I write a lot of letters, and so I mean, I you know I'm a big fan of just being able to like put this mm-hmm. you know whole like hours and hours of thought and writing and craft into an envelope and slap a 50 cent sticker on it and zoom off it goes to its destination yeah. without fail. Well, here's a bit of news that will uh, unfortunately tamp down our excitement about the election. But uh, Amy Coney Barrett has refused to recuse from election matters. Uh, there was a questionnaire that she filled out and she declined to include in the questionnaire that she was recusing from anything that uh, is connected to, uh, you know, a challenge no, they are the planning for so this. On. Yeah, uh, the, the, she Trump is, is such a freaking freakazoid Nazi. Her eyes terrify me. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, Jesus! Yeah, no, I mean she. I mean one of those things that was terrifying as a you know as a little gay kid growing up was I mean you, you're used to men being assholes, but when you met like a crazy super Christian lady, they were. Ter- Mm. I mean, like, and like, what's her face? The former uh, Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders. Like, she just fills me with revulsion because yeah. she reminds me of so many like horrible Southern Baptists. Just, but this lady is like 
nuts. I mean, she's a handmaid. They actually call mm-hmm. themselves handmaids. And yep. the husband's at the head of the house. And I'm like, well, if you're supposed to be subservient to your husband and to all men, why are you trying to land on the Supreme Court, lady? We yeah. should be vetting her husband for the job. She also apparently in 2006 supported a uh, an organization that basically if you do IVF, you cannot destroy any of the embryos. That oh, would yeah. be murder. Mm-hmm. So she's against people trying to get pregnant with their own, you know, biological children. I have issues with that, but that's not that's not why. Yeah. Um, you know, adopt people. Uh, there's kind of probably a reason you can't have babies naturally. But if that's what you want to do, that's your business. They shouldn't be. I mean, she wants them to be criminally charged if they get rid of the embryos that are non-viable or they're not going to use. And no, that's she, they're nuts. These people mm-hmm. are yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, it just. Yeah. My uh, biggest concern is that she uh, was nominated by Donald Trump because she agreed uh, in a meeting oh, yeah. with Donald Trump that she will be his Bill Barr on the court. And that's well, my I biggest mean, concern that that in the face of this election and God, what reason again has he given us to dispute this analysis? Trump hated Jeff Sessions because Jeff Sessions recused from the mm-hmm. Russia situation. So mm-hmm. Donald Trump hires Bill Barr specifically because Bill Barr refused to recuse, specifically because Bill Barr pledged to do whatever Donald Trump asked him to do. He knew he would function with all the spine of a bag of wet sponges. Yeah, <laughs> and so here well, we are. Don't- in another situation, here we are in another situation where this election could come down to, uh, you know, a Supreme Court decision. So Donald Trump is stacking the Supreme Court with someone who is going to side with him. And the reason she's going to side with him is because he nominated her in order to do that. So that okay, you you also have to re- debts. Go ahead, but, Judy. But, you know, you have to remember that Ms. Barrett, Judge Barrett. Justice Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh were three of the attorneys on Bush v. Gore for mm-hmm. Bush. Yep. We already know how Roberts and Kavanaugh might rule. I'm not sure Roberts would at this point, but um, we have a pretty good idea that that you know he's hiring her for that reason too. Is she she would be the third justice appointed to the Supreme Court that worked on Bush v. Gore for Bush. It is uh, this election has to be a landslide. It has to yeah. be a blowout so that yeah. we avoid that eventuality and at least the way it looks right now it's leaning in that direction i won't say that we're in that area yet because quite honestly i still the we were talking about this before the show the 2016 election was a mind fuck I think we all were mind fucked to an extent, especially those of us who were following the polls and felt as though, well, yeah, I mean, in years past and elections past, the polls have been relatively accurate, especially Nate Silver's forecasts. And so I thought, well, okay, I guess we can safely rely on that. And then election night rolls around 2016 and it's like, what the fuck is going on here? And I know there was some debate over margins of error and so on, but by and large, all of the big polls and the forecast models were showing a big victory for Hillary Clinton going into all of that. And since we're seeing similar mm. big prognostications happening now, I'm like, yeah, yes, this is great, but ooh, 2016, mindfuck, mindfuck. 
<sighs> Amy Coney Barrett said she would recuse herself from cases involving her husband, Jesse Barrett, and her sister, Amanda Coney Williams, both of whom are attorneys. Barrett also would recuse herself from cases that include Notre Dame. Barrett has uh, been a law professor at Notre Dame since 2002. The 48-year-old nominee also said she would step aside from matters in which she participated while serving in her current role as judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit. Top Democrats have called for Barrett to commit to recusing herself from the issues involving uh, the outcome of the 2020 presidential election, given the possibility that the result could be decided by the Supreme Court. Democrats have also accused Trump of seeking to place a loyalist on the high court in the event of a contested election. And so... Suffice to say, Amy Coney Barrett did not include the 2020 election as one of the things that she would recuse herself from if that comes before the court. And that's just fucking terrifying to me. I mean, just I got to say, and what makes it worse is much like Bill Barr, Amy Coney Barrett can hoodwink a lot of members of Congress with this Mm -hmm. with this. Hey, look at me. I'm normal and sane sounding. I'm not a flamethrowing demon. Neither a goblin nor a drunken maniac. So, uh, you know, why not confirm me? I'm reasonable, don't you know? They confirmed the drunken maniac, remember? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They, they also did. confirmed Bill fucking Barr, who's a thousand times <sighs> more dangerous than Donald Trump could ever hope to be. I mean, Bill Barr has got his fucking keys to the fucking uh, kingdom with the Department of Justice, the amount of fuckery that Bill Barr can get away with now, whether it's backstopping Donald Trump or doing his own nefarious fucking shenanigans behind the scenes, it is a fucking terrifying prospect. Not good for anyone. And I, I get the sense that Amy Coney Barrett is carved from that same cloth. They figured out that if we can get someone to do Donald Trump's bidding who is otherwise... Uh, not a fucking crazy person, then why not? Let's do that. And that's that seems to have she been the strategy. She is a crazy person. You can I look know. at her. She, she has those Ann Coulter I'm screaming <laughs> even when my mouth Michelle is shut Bachman. eyes. Michelle yeah. Bachman. She's got Michelle Bachman eyes, man. Well, it's fucking culty and creepy and, oh, God. That, yeah. Yeah, that rollout the other day was something else, wasn't it? Never mind the fact that we're in a pandemic and no one was wearing masks. Yeah. No one was distanced. Not even Amy Coney Barrett and her, her fucking kids were not distanced. We're not wearing masks. There, you want another indication of the nuts factor? There it is, right there. Uh, I got some uh, encouraging polls and an encouraging forecast to talk about in just one second. But now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back into our everyday autumn groove. Everything's flavored with pumpkin spice. And before you know it, the leaves are going to start falling to their deaths. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find extra time for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. We're talking about Photoshop in a can. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, even under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It can also work on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. It is topical. It is non-invasive. No plastic surgery required. And it costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit Triplexer or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee in case you don't like it. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you. Bob Seska! 
Yeah, I struggle sometimes As if I fail right Coming like a car light Going through the dark in town I'll find some exist Keeping a tall gaze Living in a charming haze There's another track from Elijah Bone. This is a song called True right, uh, true writers. I almost said true raiders, but it's true writers. It is a. Uh, this is makeout music, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, Elijah Bone, one of the uh, one of the favorites from uh, the Indie Music Countdown a couple of months ago. Get more music by them on here. Uh, yeah, True Writers is from the self-titled EP, also called uh, Elijah Bone. Link in the description at bobsesca.com, also bobsesca.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to the show. Thank you for doing that. Um, you know, a uh, couple of polls here, uh, or actually a poll and a forecast from the Our Progress people. So, but first we're going to start with this uh Latest poll from Change Poll slash CNBC. This is some good news coming out. This is a likely voter poll taken uh, 929 through 930. So this takes into consideration that fuckwad of, of a debate the other night. Um, Biden, 54 percent. Donald Trump, 41 percent. So that is a 13 <sighs> percent spread. spread. That's actually what? I should have had Fuck. some celebratory applause there instead. <laughs> Because that's good news. Uh, that's, thir- yeah. 13 point differential is uh, pretty fucking solid. You know what? I'm going to look up the uh, 2008. Pers- I haven't seen a spread like that since the night Melania got her wedding ring. <laughs> yeah, where's my rim shot? There we go. There's I'll be here until there's a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, Very kind. Thank uh, you. in 2008, Barack Obama almost won Missouri. He won Indiana. Of course, he won Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, and then, of course, uh, he also won Iowa, which Donald Trump won Iowa big time, and he's favored to win Iowa in this election very narrowly. Suffice to say, the 2008 election was a blowout for Barack Obama. He ended up with uh, 365 electoral votes to John McCain's 173. You know what John McCain's percentage of the popular vote was? 45.7%. That's a big deal when you take into consideration that right now, according to this uh, post-debate poll by Change Poll CNBC, Trump's at 41%. So that bears out nationally that way for the election, and it uh, it kind of manipulates the Electoral College in the right way. Uh, We could be looking at that blowout scenario, and in fact... uh, the we four- should bear in mind he's been historic that no president in American history has been as consistently unpopular. Yeah, has never ever failed to hurdle fifty percent mm-hmm. in approval. Yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, certainly the case with Donald Trump. And uh, as this. Uh- map loads up on my screen here the our progress or the progress campaigns forecast uh dated october 1st so that's today uh their spread right now is uh with no toss-ups joe biden 389 electoral votes to trump's 149 that's the no toss-up please jesus with toss-ups it's at uh 289 to 125 uh, but that's leaving uh, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, Iowa, and Texas as toss-ups and completely blank. So, you know, again. We're just close. Yeah. All Biden needs is 270. That's, <laughs> that's it. 
and he's the next president. Uh, Donald Trump is ousted, but that's not going to be good enough because I think a 270 electoral vote count for Joe Biden is going to invite all of these election challenges that Donald Trump is going to do. Yeah, it's got to be way more than that. It's, it's got to be. be I want it to be over 300. Yeah, but, I'd um, like to see Texas. I'd certainly like to see Florida, North Carolina. Yeah, you know, there was a poll out yesterday. It was a Quinnipiac poll of all places, uh-huh. and they seem to be pretty reliable. The poll was in South Carolina. Donald Trump, 48. Joe Biden, 47. I know. That's that's nice. Wow. With Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is falling behind. Yes. Yeah. Yay! Lindsey Graham and Harrison tied at 48 in this Quinnipiac poll. So oh, if goodbye, Lindsey. Oh, my God. Yeah. Please, I, Jesus, I think please th- baby Jesus. <laughs> there's going to be uh, coattails in this. And so mm-hmm. if that translates well to the Senate, we could be looking at a pretty good uh, majority in the Senate, too, which is going to be appropriate for doing the what I was calling in the, the banter the other day, a second reconstruction in this country. You know, we had the first reconstruction after the Civil War. We need to do a second reconstruction. It can't just be a slate of reforms. It needs to, we need to restructure how we do politics at the presidential level in this country, especially at the presidential level. I mean, if we want to roll in uh, uh, getting rid of gerrymandering and all of that too, we can do that. But I mean, there is such an effort that's going to have to take place Provided Joe Biden wins this election, uh, moving forward, the next four years have got to be all about just making sure this never fucking happens again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if Joe Biden can win South Carolina, (laughs) talk about the political capital. I mean, political capital, if this is a blowout, the political capital to get rid of all the Trump things is going to be undeniable. I mean, Republicans are going to still scream, of course, and there will be some new Tea Party and the the fucking Proud Boys and all those yahoos will go indiscriminately bananas. But there will be, generally speaking, (laughs) capital to do the changes that need to be done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't stop hearing Proud Boys. It's just so fucking gay. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, what are you doing on our turf? Yeah. You bitches, go somewhere else with your bullshit. Like, proud is gay and queer and LG, you know, and boys. I just like, yeah, you're not even men. Like, it just. Oh, Gavin God. McGinnis explained it on Joe Rogan. You mean show. the the non-American citizen, Gavin <laughs> Gavin McGinnis? Yes, that yeah, one. Canadian, Scottish yes. born. Yeah. Canadian, British uh, passport. Yeah, he should be. Uh, I don't know for inciting violence, maybe deported. Yeah, I think so. But he was telling Joe Rogan that, oh yeah, I understand boys is in the title of this little group that I've formed, this little militia or whatever it is, this cosplay uh, club that he's uh, put together. He said, yeah, but so the the title Bowery Boys also had boys in it, and they were kind of tough guys, weren't they? Wasn't that from the 40s? (laughs) Yeah. Bowery Boys. I think it was even before. Maybe it was the 40s. I thought it was Mm -hmm. just, I thought it was like, uh, you know, one of those gangs gangs from Gangs of New York. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Proud Boys because, you know, also Bowery Boys. (laughs) Which also sounds completely fucking gay. Also, (laughs) Rent Boys. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the first thing I thought of uh, when I heard the term Proud Boys. I said, are you serious? They really want to go with Proud Boys? Well, okay. (laughs) That's the best they could do. Yeah, yeah. They really want to go with Rent Boys, do they? Or maybe Rent Boys was their second choice. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ Okay so you know what We're going to wrap up the show here But we're going to talk about Brad Parscale On the Postmortem Show 
Oh, this good. is more deliciousness. <laughs> deliciousness. This won't be so much news. a mud fling as a landfill. Yep, yep. I'm looking forward to it. This is going to be delicious. We talked <laughs> about uh, we talked about Brad Parscale a little bit on um, on Tuesday's show, but it's so much fun. Why not for a second day this week talk about Brad Parscale? Besides, I want to get your uh, your thoughts, Goth Ninjas, on uh, Brad Parscale's arrest, his t- tackling. And uh, and so forth. Everything that went down with Brad Parscal. Plus, there's some some, some new news along those lines coming up, uh, and uh, all kinds of uh, additional fun and frivolity happening on the postmortem show. That's on our Patreon page, by the way. In case you don't know, in case you've been living in a hole all this time, we have a Patreon page. It's Patreon.com/slash/BobSeskaShow. Or more conveniently, all you got to do is type in BobSeskaShow.com, and it'll take you to that Patreon page. Where if you sign up for five dollars a month, you support this show at just five bucks a month, you will get what amounts to eight postmortem shows every month, or two postmortem shows a week, and uh, plus you join this big community of listeners on the show. Lots of comments, lots of discussions happening about the election and everything else in between. That's that's all going on too. Plus, we send you all the shows right to your email inbox. Huh? How convenient is that? So you don't have to go searching and hunting all over the uh, various podcast uh, podcast platforms to find the show. Meanwhile, T-Rex is at uh, patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Any new podcasts hey. coming up? Any new articles? No? Uh, we'll talk about that in the after party. Okay. <laughs> all right. After show. So, uh, and also uh, Jody Hamilton is at from-the-bunker.com. That is the From the Bunker podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Also at sexyliberal.com. Along with all of the other sexyliberal.com, sexy liberal podcast network programs. We were all punching each other on the uh, sexy yes, liberal we virtual were. tour. I, I ended up punching John Fugelsang with my Civil War musket. Oh, nice. Because I'm a great big Is that murderer. what you call it? Yeah. I hit a- Stephanie twice. <laughs> uh, see, she I re- hit me once, and uh, Carlos hit me once, and then I hit. Um, uh, Carl as Donald Trump, so that was fun. Oh yeah, well let's see now. I wish I would have hit Donald Trump too. <laughs> that was fun. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, every time I go to boxing practice, I hit Donald Trump a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for the show. See you on the postmortem, folks. Bye bye. Shut the hell up. <laughs> now that you've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back to our everyday autumn groove. Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice, of course, and before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time just for you. The time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines too. Number 11s, whatever that is, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. And by the way, the results are going to last for hours. So you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole damn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. 
You can try a six-application trial for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit triplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and use the code VOICES at checkout. Thank you. 